Today's episode of 755 is Real is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think MLB tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? Think about it. You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play. Work that clock to your advantage and score last minute tickets. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. Welcome to Seven Fifty-Five is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for the Athletic. I'm with Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves left-hander. Eric, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Playoff, playoff baseball. <laughs> it's happening. Playoff it's fun. baseball. What's up in Seattle? How's the weather? shit playoff weather good yeah well it's raining i don't know what kind of weather that is but that's what we got for the next six months that's seattle weather yeah that's why they never make the playoffs because they don't get playoff weather uh got a roof <laughs> dude this uh this has been a hell of a division series between the braves and the cardinals from just from an objective viewpoint uh yeah. let me let me just start with that i mean do you agree it's been the best series by far of the four series yeah, it's uh, you know, it's exactly what I pictured any series involving the Cardinals to look like. You know, a lot of yeah, yeah, late inning drama, close games, little stuff mattering. It's it's been it's been pretty much exactly how I pictured it. But the uh, the adrenaline rush and all the hopeful anticipation that was just brimming for the Braves after their game three win, comeback win, just kind of came to a halt abruptly on uh, Monday in their game f- game four, 10 inning, five to four walk-off loss at Bush Stadium. Uh, Braves got their first bad start of the series. Dallas Keuchel gave, them three, gave up three homers in three and a third innings, coming back on short rest, which in hindsight didn't look too good. And the Braves were, most importantly probably, 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. And they were, if it's possible, they were actually worse than that sounds because <laughs> they failed to score – after loading the bases in the sixth inning and then failed to score again after loading the bases in the seventh inning. They failed to score after twice after Acuna let off innings with extra base hits, including a triple. Yeah, they failed to score after he let off with a triple. Uh, so now you go to a winner-take-all Game 5 Wednesday here in, in Atlanta. We're back here in Atlanta. It'll be a rematch of Game 2 starters, Mike fulton and the Cards Jack Flaherty. With the Braves hoping that Fulton can keep this amazing run he's been on alive and outpitch the rookie Cy Young Award candidate Flaherty for the second time in six days because he outpitched him last time. Uh, they both pitched. I mean, Flaherty pitched well, but Fulton was terrific. Uh, Eric, let me just ask you. You said it's what you anticipated. Um, it, did you think it would be a series kind of dictated by starting pitching for the most part and that neither offense would be able to put much together? Because uh, other than an isolated inning or two, neither of the offenses has done anything. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be 
I didn't expect there to be this many opportunities. You know, I, I figured it was going to be, you know, if you're looking at a, a two, three game or a four, three game, something like that, I figured you'd be looking at, you know, just not a yeah. lot of base runners, but right, there's actually right. been, I mean, there's been a ton of opportunities, especially yesterday for the Braves. They just couldn't cash in, man. It's just one of those days, but yeah, uh, neither team had with scoring position at all. You know, another thing I noticed is the ball's just not flying. You know, there's, yeah. there's been home runs, but they're, they're, they're only getting out by a few rows. It's not, it's not like you're seeing these balls go 40, yeah. 50 rows deep like you're used to in the regular season. And so it's it's going to take a different – I think it's really going to take a different brand of baseball to win in the postseason than most of these teams are used to playing all year. You yeah, know, you game, can't the fall. balls in St. Louis especially, that game three, they were yeah. just dying, man, on the track. Same with Washington last night. And, you know, when you can't rely on that three-run homer, all that little stuff, you know, the you know, getting runners over and uh-huh. sack flies and stuff, it starts to matter a lot more. Uh-huh. Uh, I, think, I think there's been a lot of evidence of that in this series, but – you know, another thing, man, is this series is over if Freddie's hitting. You oh know, yeah, absolutely. You're seeing how absolutely. important he is to this team, and you know I haven't seen him look look this off in a long time. Um, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, do you think they've that, that MLB brought back the real balls? Is that what you're saying? Some balls from last year? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I've seen I've seen probably like ten balls hit this this postseason yeah. that I thought were like definitely gone, and, and they got caught in front of the track. Yeah, they look like old, the, the way they used to look. Yeah, got yeah. So it's, used to everything carrying into the seats. But I like it. I I, I like seeing that, man. I, I like seeing a ball double caught once on in the a track. while. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, ball caught on the track. I crush the ball in the gap, and it's a double, and an inning has to play out versus everything yeah. just flying out of the park. I think it's I think it's a lot more enjoyable brand of baseball for me to watch. Yeah, uh, the Braves had played a major league record. And I didn't realize that this until after after it was over. They had played a record 31 consecutive postseason games without ever having a series lead until Sunday when Soroka pitched the best game of his young life, or at least the best game in anything close to that magnitude as, as far as importance. And that gave them a 2-1 lead. It didn't last long because now it's even. So they last. They played one game with a series lead for the first time in like 17 years. Uh, Soroka, his, uh, the kid was phenomenal, man. 22-year-old Canadian, his first postseason start, and he's facing 38-year-old Adam Wainwright, who's been terrific at home this year. It's funny because the Braves kind of held Soroka back so he's make his first start on the road because he had the best road ERA in the majors this year by a good measure. And the Cardinals kept Wainwright back for their third start, kind of in large part, so he could start at home, where his ERA was about two or three runs lower than on the road. So you kind of had two – something had to give, and both of them pitched their asses off, man. Yeah, that was did. a terrific game. Uh, Wainwright seemed to turn back the clock to me. He, I, heard, I saw a stat that he threw – he threw like 57 curveballs, more than anybody had thrown in a postseason start, if I'm not mistaken. If that stat is, I saw that stat somewhere. If it's incorrect, then I'll just say I never said it. But uh, (laughs) in the ninth inning, after J.D. got the inning started with a double. Now, Wainwright's out of the game now. uh, He starts with a double, and then Marquecas and Echeverria both struck out. Schilt decided to intentionally walk Brian McCann, even though Mac's not doing anything in the series, really, at the plate to get to Dansby Swanson, who's been hot in the series. And Swanson made them pay in a big way with his third hit of that game, a second double. He, he drove that – talk about balls that we thought were going out. He drove that ball off the base of that left field wall 
that drove in the tying run. Then Duvall, who's right now the Lemke, Eddie Perez, uh, Devereaux, yeah. you know, he's the guy you were hero. talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's that guy right now. He came through with another two RBI hit, second one in two games, and he put them up. Hit an O two slider after fouling off a ninety off of Carlos Martinez, who they've been beating up on this series for the most part. After fouling off a ninety nine mile an hour two strike fastball, I mean, Duvall's been really impressive, man. Uh, he had hit the two-run homer in the seventh inning of the 3-0 win two days earlier in game two. So how about Duvall? He's three for seven with a homer and five RBIs. And here's an esoteric stat for you. He's the first player to have five RBIs with no start in a postseason series since Mark Lewis of the Reds in 1995. Man, it's uh, there's always somebody, man. Every team has some it guy is. that you, you're really not expecting to step up and get a bunch of big hits. I mean, that's one of the most important things that'll happen every postseason for some team. We'll just have kind of a, you know, a, a hero you don't really see coming. But, you know, him and him and Fulte, I think it's pretty cool that they were in AAA at, at times this year. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. it's not easy to go down there. And especially when you've got a significant amount of big league time and, and do things right and, and be a man about it and handle it. But um, I just said it just says a lot about both of their character to be in yeah. the position they're in where, you know, the team Duvall's winning games and Fulte's pitching yeah. game five now. Um, this team's built on character, man. And I just, yeah. I think it's incredible what these guys are made of to be able to kind of bounce back like that, swallow their pride, go down there. And, and now look at the position they're in just, just by having a good attitude and working hard. Shit, Duvall spent four months down there, man. He had 32 yeah, homers. Most of the season, right? Yeah. 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 And he had 10 here. So this guy hit 42 homers here this year between uh, big leagues and triple. I love but, uh, seeing that. I love seeing it work out for guys like that, man. Yeah, me too. And he's a great dude. And he's, you know, he plays with type one diabetes and never uses anything as an excuse or asked to have any kind of a uh, uh, special dispensation or, you know, anything. He just does his thing, man. And uh, yeah. plays with a tube in his side and all that. So, um, Swanson, all he's done is go seven for 14 with three doubles in the series. Talk about a guy that, you know, another guy. Last year he misses. They're also, what you said, they're two guys that spent most of the year in AAA. Between those two and Soroka, they're also three guys that missed the postseason last year, Soroka yeah. and Dansby, because they were hurt. Yep. And Duvall, because he was not good enough. He got They traded for him at the end of July. He sucked in August and September, and they left him off the roster. So there's three guys who, with Acuna, have been – the big, they've been the big, and Fulte, they've been the biggest uh, impact guys for the Braves so far in this series. Uh, can't say enough about Acuna. He's been absolutely terrific. The guy had four hits Monday, including a double and triple. It was a sun triple, but it was a triple. Uh, he's eight for 16 with five extra base hits in the series, including a two run ninth inning homer in the game one loss when he and Freddie homered in the ninth, and they only fell a run shy of coming back in that game. So, uh, Acuna's been phenomenal. I mean, there was a lot said, you know, about the uh, uh, not running to first on the on the ball off the wall in game one. But uh, hey, you take you take it with the young kids. Figure he's going to grow out of the stuff. But in the meantime, he's just he's just the, he's the best player on the field, man. Yeah, he might not hustle once in a while, but he's a net win, you know. To have he's on the a, damn best player on the field. He is. He's. It's. You know. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty obvious too how much you know he's affecting the Cardinals and stuff too. You've seen kind of the way oh, they reacted Martinez, to him. Martinez, um, he's totally in his head. Yeah, and then Molina, and, and, and Molina bat out to center field last night after the. Yeah, you know he's they're aware of him. And to, and Molina to, to me that seemed totally out of character. Maybe I'm mistaken, but yeah. I don't no, know I that I've they, ever seen him 
do the do the uh, uh, throat slashing sign when he came off the field after getting a sack fly. Did you see him? He did it like no, really dramatically. He did the throat you know, slashing sign because he thinks Acuna was doing that coming off the field the night before. Yeah. When Acuna actually does this stand across his chest, it's not the throat slashing thing. It's something else he does. He's got all these tributes he does to people, but it kind it was mistaken for that, and I can see why it was. But that's why Molina did it. You know, and then and then Acuna was talking shit to their dugout when they were they were talking to him, and he turned to him and was like, "Come on, you know, whatever." So, yeah, yeah, he's in their heads, man. They're watching this twenty-one-year-old kid just out there doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely you know he's not sneaking any of his uh, actions past him right now. But it, I mean, no. it doesn't really matter. You know, I, you really you don't want to poke the bear in a sense and kind of give him that extra motivation, uh, but. Yeah. It's playoffs, man. There's you can't be any more motivated. It's not like you can care more. Um, yeah, but they're definitely aware of all his actions. You know, you've seen the 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 way they're responding to him. But a big part of that's he's so good. You know, it, I don't think they'd give a shit if he yeah. was a nine hole yeah. hitter doing it. How much does he remind you, in his own way, of course, with his own different things, but of jo- of a younger Josh Donaldson? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, just he's reeks with the swag just kind of dripping off of him and just uh, don't give a shit about anything except just going out there and playing his ass off and doing his thing. Well, and it's care frustrating, man. It's it's frustrating as an older player because you just yeah. you see these guys that are just he could do whatever he wants. You know, he's just so damn good that yeah. even if he is an asshole out there, you know, there's really nothing you could do to stop him because he's going to come up to the plate the next step bat and do it again. And that's yeah. that's kind of why you see him getting frustrated, throwing balls up and in. And I do think that his uh, at bat against Martinez yesterday, he looked a little bit more affected by the fastballs in that uh, Martinez has yeah. thrown to him. But you're seeing him kind of. I mean, they're frustrated with him. You could tell that. Yeah. And when you say asshole, you mean that in an endearing way, right? I mean, you don't mean literally an asshole. You mean an asshole to the other team in their view. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. you know, I compliment people for being assholes a lot too. Yeah, okay, um, right. I just want to make that it, clear so nobody says because because this young kid's not an asshole. He's really not. But I know no, what I you're don't mean it about. in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, right. I'm an asshole all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't say but it in you negative are an light. Asshole, he's <laughs> right. He is too. It's not a bad thing though. <laughs> well, you know, I'm it's, it's kind of a good thing. So there, I'm the bigger asshole than all of you. So there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you. I could see you bat flipping once in a while if you got a big hit. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? If that was me out there doing that, no oh, shit. <laughs> I'd be bat flipping all the time, man. Yeah, I don't mean I it in be, a negative way. I gotta be honest. I would be. I mean it more of a not really giving a shit type of way and doing his own thing. Right, and, and, right. And a lot of times, man, you, you know, people are referred to as assholes if they do things right. that piss you off or, or you don't like. But his teammates don't really seem to have a problem with it, and that's all that He really drives matters. this team, man. He he, yeah. he sparks this team. I mean, they thrive on that stuff. So, I mean, without him, you know, with Freddie doing nothing in the series so far, if Acuna wasn't doing what he's doing, Jesus, man, where would they be? Destination Starkville. Join the Athletics' Jason Stark and Doug Glanville as they dive into the beauty of our national pastime, from the biggest stories to the minutia that makes baseball so quirky and fun. And yes, there will be trivia. Listen each Tuesday for intrigue, knowledge, and untold stories. Follow the podcast for updates and the latest episodes. Now back to us. Yeah, so all the momentum that they'd had from those games two and three wins, and here they are, they had, they're in a position of clinch in, in St. Louis, and I got a sense from Cardinals people, you know, uh, people that follow that team, they're all like, man, this team's going to see you in the World Series. They're all like, you know, conceding that the Rays are better, basically, you know. Uh, and then they go out, and it just came to a, to a screeching halt Monday when 
Keuchel gives up consecutive two-out homers in the first inning to Goldschmidt and, and Ozuna. And Ozuna hits another one later in the game. Uh, Albies answers uh, Ozuna's second homer in the fourth inning by hitting a two-run homer in the Braves' fifth and a three-run fifth that gave the Braves a 4-3 lead. But so they had picked up big time Keiko. They picked him up and they were, you know, they were in position. But after that, it was just a disaster of missed opportunities for the Braves offense. I mean, it was a clusterfuck, man. It was leaving the bases loaded in consecutive innings without scoring. That's hard to do. Somehow not scoring after a leadoff triple by Acuna in the seventh. I mean, a leadoff triple. Yeah. And then, or a leadoff double. And then they didn't score after a leadoff triple in the ninth. So uh, it was a triple in the seventh night and double in the ninth. I had to look at my scorebook again. So, but I, I, I'm sorry, but I know things happen in baseball, but you got to score after a leadoff triple. Am I wrong? No, you unless, they, an, unless the guy strikes out three, unless it's Craig Kimball and he strikes out the next three guys, you know. Even then, man, it's it's just the odds are as a pitcher, you know, you're you're up yeah. against the wall when that happens. You, you're you right, ready get to lucky. concede that run, right? Yeah, you got to get lucky, and and that more than anything, I think that. You know, it's just maybe pressing a little bit and some bad luck, but yeah. that's not going to keep happening. You know, the odds are just t- t- too bad for that to yeah, keep happening. Right. It's it's it sucks though, man, and it's frustrating. And and I'll tell you what, anytime that happens and you don't score, you're like shit. It, yeah, that you yeah. you know the other team's going to take advantage of that because you're giving them that you're kind of giving them that second life where they felt like they were about to be down one or something like that. You get out of that situation. It's such a confidence boost and momentum swing for the home team like, like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just every time something like you that happens, giving you just, them life. you're playing with fire you, and you know it as a team, you know, it's, and they did it inning after inning after inning, you know, yeah. and, and just, just kept putting it on T for the Cardinals. All right, we'll give you a chance to get back in it. But, yeah, you know, you can also look at that as a sign that that's what it took for the Braves to lose that game. Right, you know, that, right. that, that, that they, they outplayed the, the Cardinals. They, they just, were the better yeah. team the whole game. They just dicked up the – Didn't take advantage of Yeah, yeah. Man, they, uh, th- this was a case where a couple of guys said afterwards, we let them have that one. We gave that. They did. Yeah, they, they did. Gave that they gave away. them that game. But if that's what it uh, takes to lose, you know, if you have to give them games, and that's something easy to fix next game. You know, you, you, you be yeah. aware of that, and you say, we're not losing like that, and, and just make sure those little things happen. By the way, where do you stand on the Braves' seemingly stubborn uh, refusal, or maybe it's just that's their strategy of not bunting in situations where it just seems like the logical thing to do? I know the analytics say it's almost uh, you, you should almost never bunt, but when you're particularly when you got so many guys who are not hitting, and I'm specifically speaking about the ninth inning uh, after or the after Acuna's double in the ninth, Braves only need a run. And they don't. Uh, Alves pops out, Freeman grounds out, and JD pops out, and they never, you know, they they left him at second. Yeah, you know, it's really funny for me, man, because as a pitcher, I always liked it when the other team gave me an out. Uh-huh. When I'm watch when I'm watching a game and I'm rooting for a team, I always want them to bunt, just because you know you you got to play the odds like that. And like I said, it's so hard not to score there. You figure just get bunt the guy over, and then you got. You give Freddie a chance to hit a fly ball. Uh, you feel like he could do that, just flare one to left. But, uh, you know, as a pitcher, whenever you gave me an out, it was almost like a little mini momentum swing in my favor where I said, shit, okay, now I got one. Because uh-huh. if you don't have it that day, you give up a leadoff double or triple, you, you know, you're kind of thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one or, or, or you know, what's going to happen here. 
then they give you an out. And I say, all right, you know, my mentality is all I got to do is strike this guy out. And then the next guy just have to get out any way possible. It could be a line drive at somebody, a fly ball, ground ball, another right. strikeout, whatever it is. But for me, I'm always one out away from feeling like I can get out of this. And that that bunt a lot of times would give me the confidence of, all right, now I'm getting out of this thing because they just gave me that that first free out. And now now I can walk somebody. So even if you get like a yeah. leadoff double and you yeah. you you bunt the deck over to third, now I got two bases I can walk. You know, I can I can walk two guys and pitch or for a strikeout. Play. I could I can walk one guy, set up a double play. I felt like it just gave me so many options yeah. versus runner on second, right. no outs. I gotta get three guys out without giving up a, a measly yeah. single, that's you know, a bloop single. Like, yeah. That's interesting so, from a pitcher's perspective. But then I'm yeah. watching, you know, I'm watching and I'm yeah. like, I want him to bunt. You know, let's get right, this dude right, to third right. and see if we can get him in. I think more than anything, it's just that's my confidence as a pitcher versus my confidence in, you know, the, the teammates I'd be rooting for and stuff right. like that. I'd want him to bunt like Freddie will get this guy in type of mindset. But I'm kind of torn on it, man. I, I think yeah. you should do it, especially in the playoffs when every game seems to come right. down to one run. But, yeah. you know, like I said, as a pitcher, I, I really prefer that they did give me an out most of the time. Yeah, it's interesting because that's more the analytics view there. The, you know, advanced analytics say that it is, and I normally don't side with that, but just <laughs> from experience, it was right. You know, right. I, I really did like when the other team bunted because I felt like it just gave me gave me that first out that could get get me going in the right direction. All right, our guy Freddie Freddie Freeman. He's two for sixteen with one RBI, one walk, and five strikeouts in this series. He hit the homer in the ninth inning of game one. Since then, he is 0 for 12 in the past three games. He insisted Monday, was asked two or three different ways. He insisted that the elbow, he has the bone spur, of course, that caused him to stay home from the Kansas City trip in the last week of the season, caused him to exit two games early uh, in the last two weeks of the season. He insists that the elbow isn't the reason or even part of the reason for his struggles right now. He said, somebody said, uh, how much has the elbow been a factor before the question could even be finished? He said zero and left it at that. We stuck around, two or three of us writers stuck around, asked him a little bit more afterwards. And he said, I, he goes, it has nothing to do with the elbow. I'm just not hidden. You know, and he said, I hope this is all pointing to a wonderful game five where I can get in the act and, you know, and, and start hitting. So I don't know. Let me ask you what, you know, You've noticed him kind of hanging, uh, is is holding his arm, favoring it. Where in past games, where you thought he, it was obvious he looked hurt. What are you seeing now, though? Because well, I'm, not I'm do- seeing the guy's he's not, not doing driving. that now. Yeah, he's yeah, not he's hitting should, the ball. But he's, he's not driving the ball to the opposite field, which is always what Freddie does when he's on top of his game. He drives balls, wears out left center and up the middle. Yeah, and so you know when I watch him, when you watched him in late September, he was holding his arm differently. I mean, he was keeping uh-huh. it slightly bent, and he was hunching his shoulder like it was in a little sling or something. You could tell, man. He'd dive back to first base, and you could see him grimace. You could see him grimace, you know, after certain swings and stuff too. But I haven't really seen any of that yeah. out of him. Any kind of visual signs that that it looks like his elbows bothering him. But you know, one thing that can happen when you have an injury or you're recovering from one and, and you're playing, and he played hurt for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. You don't yeah. consciously we don't know how long, but weeks at least. Yeah, and you don't, you know, you don't consciously protect yourself. It just happens. You know, you compensate and you take these little shortcuts with your arm or your bat path or or something with your hips. You do these things to avoid a range of motion that uh, irritated it before. 
And just making a small change like that, you know, that kind of protects yeah. your joint and you and you just feel like you can it. play without pain. But as you kind of subconsciously compensate and steer away from whatever movement bothers your injury, you're creating yeah. muscle memory. You know, you're creating bad habits. So even when that pain goes away, which I don't think it looks like he's feeling pain, but when that pain goes away, when you go to swing or throw or, or do your baseball movement, uh, your brain sends a signal to use the swing that that you've been practicing and, and repeating for the last two to three weeks to a month. So yeah. you, it kind of says, I thought this was our swing now. So when you see a pitch you like and you go to swing, your brain sends a signal of that that protective swing, you know, and, and that's what it what I really see with him is he's not driving the ball yeah. um, the other way like you're used to. Obviously, he's pulling off lefty breaking balls. I mean, just some bad swings that that you're really yeah. not used to uh, used to seeing out of him. That just yeah, tells me the signal's not like the a- same. Yeah, he just doesn't look like the guy who's one of you know the best hitters I've ever seen. He's not doing that any of those things right now. Right, and it's it's not an easy fix, you know. In a major league game, you're preoccupied with yeah. the that cat and mouse with the pitchers. So yeah, you know that it might just be muscle memory and a bad habit that he created by protecting his elbow, and now his swings off and he's in a slump. Um, or it could be bothering yeah. him, man. I mean, it's and we also it, don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he's got a shot or anything because he said he probably wasn't going to. But you know, it, like you said last week, you can shoot that up cortisone to get through the playoffs. So maybe he's not, not feeling feel it. Right. right. So I don't know. I'm not, and I'm not insinuating he did that. I don't know. And he hit a ball 600 feet to dead center in game he one. Did. You know, he I, did. I felt like when I saw him do that, oh, his elbow feels too. good. I did too. I thought he was he's gonna be Freddie Freeman in this series, but yeah. He's not the guy a guy that's gonna tell ever tell us anything as an excuse. And you know he wants to keep playing, so I didn't expect anything but that answer from him, regardless of whether it was true. You know, but he said it, you know, with a sincere look. I don't I don't know, man. He doesn't want um, it to be a story and it, even if no, it is hurting he him, doesn't. he's still playing. Yeah. Regardless, if it, I'm taking Freddie yeah. at sixty percent, he's picking balls Absolutely. at first. He's a presence in the lineup. You know, nothing's going to change, then, even if it is bothering him. And then he felt like shit even more yesterday because Molina's single. Freddie's six foot four, almost six foot five, and he jumped up and that little single, that little flare hit Molina yeah. had, tipped off his glove. He said, "I needed to be six seven. It would have been right in his glove." Freddie thought it was in his glove. You know, it didn't, and that was just excruciating to see that happen. So close. Oh, man. The game of but, inches. You know, you don't want to say, you, you know, people say you make your own breaks. But the Cardinals have had a lot of uh, broken bat doubles and dinks like that and, and that, ground balls. That's and what you, have had nothing other way time, so far, as, far as, I, as far as those easy hits. Every Cardinal series feels like that. You know, like they just they're really good at just staying in the game and, and waiting for those breaks. And, you know, you got to give them credit for getting out of those situations and pitching through them. Uh, lead off triple, lead off double, all that stuff. I mean, that's that's what the Cardinals have been known to do. Nick throws the ball in from, you know, trying to double up the dude and hits him in the leg. Goes yeah. Into foul territory. Just, was, you know. Well, even in uh, the, the inning off a of green when they scored, the, the two balls yeah. they hit were like 60 miles yeah. an hour. Nothing. No, it's not like they crushed the ball and they just they, they found a way. Yeah, they had three hits, uh, three big hits that have been under seventy miles an hour. Three pivotal hits. Looked at the an exit velo under seventy miles an hour. I saw people calling it a uh, Cardinals devil magic, and that's kind of that's kind of what it feels like, man. They just just things just happen for them, you know. So there's so those weird. are Freddie's numbers. Those are Freddie's numbers. Uh, McCann. Two for 13. He's called all four games. He's, he started all four games. Two for 13 with one double, no RBIs. Marcakis, three for 17, no RBIs, one walk, four strikeouts. And even Matt Joyce, who hit so well during the season as a backup in a, in a pinch hitting role, that when Marcakis was hurt for seven weeks, Joyce earned a starting job. So he's starting to get his right-handers at least. 
And he's one for nine in the series. And he's done, he's had some big moments too, where he could have gotten hit and done something and he's done nothing. He has, and he was hitting so well from, for really all season, but down the stretch particularly. So neither team is hitting much in the series at all, but the Cardinals are getting some big knocks, some lucky breaks, if you want to call them that, but they're getting some big knocks from their middle of the order hitters and their veterans while the Braves are getting almost all of their offense from the young studs. And from Duvall, a 30-year-old guy who spent most of the season in AAA, who's obviously done it in the past, but for the past two years was a non-factor during the regular season. <laughs> yeah, as, as something like that. You know, it's always something random in the playoffs, the heroes and the guys yeah. that, that show up. And th- the hard part is you're analyzing it. You know, if, if you played five games in a row and this stuff happened, anything that's happened, Freddie struggling yeah. the way he has, a right, guy right. pitching the way, none of it's even a story because it's such a small right. little window, man. You're right. playing 162 games, but then you look it's at the playoffs. It's all magnified a postseason. It's yeah. all magnified a hundredfold. So, right. you, you know, Joyce Duvall, said that yesterday, too. He was right. It's And that's kind of the tough thing is – it, people want to say choke. People want to say, you know, right. you can't handle the it's pressure. Not about choking, no. Sometimes you just stuck, man, for a two, three, four game stretch. You know, Freddie, I'm sure, went during the season, had a tough stretch or two, even excluding oh, yeah. September. And it's not a story. You know, you had yeah. a couple bad games. You had a tough series in Kansas City. Everyone forgets about it the next series. But in the playoffs, man, everything's going to be amplified like that and analyzed, you know, uh, way too much. But uh, it doesn't. None of it matters, man. They got to have a good start from Fulte tomorrow, and and yep. get some hits, and you just put it all behind you, and everybody forgets it. Uh, Julio Tehran was it fair to expect much from him there coming in in the tenth inning as a reliever? Uh, obviously, a career starter, and he comes in after finding out the night before that they were going to use him, and he said he didn't find out till the night before that they were going to use him in the bullpen and not start Game Four. You know, there was some question about whether he'd start Game Four. So they start Keiko on short rest. Julio's in a bullpen. Comes out and gives up a line drive double to, to uh, Colton Long to start the inning. Um, he was in trouble from there. Yeah, you know, that's just that just kind of, for me, that's the difference between um, starting and relieving. You know, Julio's used to yeah. having time to, you give up a leadoff double or even you give up right. a run in your first inning. Right. You got five more innings to fix it and make it right. And he yeah. usually does a really good job of that. Uh, it's it's really hard to predict how starters are going to do, uh, you know, in the postseason out of the bullpen and things like that because it's you don't have any room for error. So you just you come yeah. into a game and you got to get it right. Um, I I didn't think Julio pitched bad. I mean, Wong hit a single yeah. and then you know that's they the Cardinals finally manufactured a run and made it happen. Yeah, or he hit a double, yeah. but either way. Um, yeah, he had a double and then they had they thought they were, he thought they were going to be able to get a uh, uh, double play. When Ozuna, let's see, they had let's see, they had a double, and then they had an oh, he intentionally walked Goldie, right? And then he gets Ozuna on like a little comebacker. Yeah, so, okay. Saying so he Hit tries to go second. Yeah, he had a chance at the double play, but Ozuna barely beat it out at first. So, you know, it would have been two outs. It would have changed the whole inning. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, know, they were that Molina close again. Wouldn't Molina wouldn't have been able to get the sack five? But you put Molina in that spot, and dude's a winner, man. I mean, he's yeah. a, he's a winner. And, and he more, came than up, anything, just, more than anything, more than anything, you just you know, it just highlights that you just can't keep giving teams opportunities. You know, yeah. it, it eventually that's going to be a double, and then a ground yeah. ball moves around a third, and it's just a fly ball to win it. You know, they they had their opportunities and didn't capitalize, and the Cardinals capitalized yeah. when it mattered, and that's pretty much sums up the game. Braves went with Keuchel on short rest. Uh, three days instead of four. He gave up four hits, three runs, and one walk with four strikeouts and three in the third innings. Uh, of course, three of the four, th- uh, four hits were home runs. Uh, it was the shortest of his 11 career postseason starts. 
I asked him about, you know, the, the disappointment, you know, with a chance to clinch and all that. And he said, it's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, it's not in my nature to go short. I knew I was going to be on a shorter leash today, just being on three days rest, but that's no excuse not to come out and attack the zone more. First two hitters, it was like I hadn't skipped a beat. Then I couldn't throw a strike to Goldie, and I paid for it. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's really tough uh, for Keiko to face the same team twice and, uh, you know, so close together like that because, uh-huh. you know, it, his stuff's not overwhelming. Is. Yeah, yeah. But he's, you know, the way he pitches and, and attacks them, I think once they've seen that movement, yeah. uh, it's it's a little bit easier for him to lay off those balls they were laying off. Uh, yeah. Versus, you know, if you if you face Fulty two times and – yeah. In in a in a series, it's it's a benefit to see him again, obviously. But he's still throwing ninety nine. It's moving yeah. all over the place. Like he can overwhelm you. Um, yeah. Keiko's more of a finesse guy, and I think that they just they've just recently seen him and they had a good plan against him. Yeah, you know, they waited him out. They didn't. It they sure didn't chase like much did. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Ozuna Ozuna homered off him twice. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's a little bit alarming is that. Uh, Man, if Keuchel had been, if the playoffs had started when he was on that run that he was on from mid-August to mid-September, he went 5-0 and with an 0-9-7 ERA in six starts. And here's the thing that jumps out at me. He allowed one home run in 37 innings during that stretch, right? Since then, five starts. He's 0-3, including the, one, uh, the two postseason starts. He's 0-3 with a 5-6-3 ERA, and he's given up seven homers in 24 innings. So one homer in 36 innings or 37 innings, seven homers in 24 innings. So, you know, I mean, that, that says it all right there when you, yeah. he, he, you know, he's keeping the ball down and putting, getting just reams of ground balls during that long winning stretch, just pitching his game. Yeah. It's just, you know, with him, it's, there's just not a lot of room for error. So if he's yeah. a little off, yeah, you, know, you said it, that when they first got a, him, you said if that if he's a little off, it can get ugly quick. If he's locked yeah. in, I put him up against anybody and you kind of like Julio with, when he's a little off. Exactly. Get ugly. It, well, they're both throwing 88 to 90, yeah. you know, and that's, yeah, that's the difference in, in the game is it, even if you look at Soroka, man, Soroka misses in the middle of plate plenty of times, but his ball's still moving three feet at 95. So it's, you know, his stuff at a point, his stuff's so overwhelming for the hitters. And then he's so mature that he's able to to have these outings where he makes mistakes. If you're Keuchel or Julio, man, you throw one ball yeah. in the middle of the plate, you know, it's it can change your whole outing. They they just they don't have the the overpowering stuff that those other guys have. So, you know, it's I respect it a lot that that they're able to compete like that and make those pitches. But you got to understand that it's it can get ugly quick if they're not locked in. Yeah, um, well. Fortunately for the Braves, they got Fulte going in game five. Uh, oh, oh, one, one last thing about Dallas. Uh, he went six innings in each of those six starts during that unbeaten streak. It kind of goes along with what you're saying. I can get ugly in a hurry. He's pitched five innings or fewer in four of his last five. You know, so it's just been night and day, the difference. But all right, so now you got game five tomorrow, winner take all. Uh, this is it. Win or go home, or in the Braves case, stay home. And you got Fulte going against Jack Flaherty again, the game two rematch. Can Fulte do this again? He the, Can they get three runs off Flaherty again? They got two of those were off the Duvall homer, and pinch hit homer in the seventh. Um, Flaherty was the best pitcher in the majors for the last three or four months of the season. Fulte well, outpitched him in game two. Fulte outpitched he, him. 
Yeah, and Flaherty was nasty, man. The the gold yeah. uh, from the the rider from the Cardinals, he wasn't lying. Uh, he he pretty yeah. much came exactly how he described him: that slider, pitching to contact, getting outs in the zone. Uh, you know, I'm expecting him to. He's going to come with it tonight, and I really think Fulty is too. But you know, it's the the thing is, man, is this for the Braves a whole? For me, Fulty, everything swings on Fulty. If he yeah. shows up and he's the guy that we've seen like the last month or so, they're going to the World Series because yeah. it's he's a game changer when he pitches like that. If he doesn't, man, then then you're going home. So it's it's pretty cool for him to be in this position. I think he wants it. I think he's wanted that kind of redemption for a long time uh, from last year. So I'm just I'm excited to see who shows up tomorrow. Well, entering the series, I said that I thought the number one factor was Freddie. If Freddie was yeah, hitting, they could is. win. And he's not hitting, and they still have a chance to win this series without him hitting. But I, that's because who could have countered on what they've got from so, yeah. Acuna, definitely from Swanson. I mean, Acuna yeah. is Acuna. He's spectacular. But who could have thought this from Swanson and from Duvall? I mean, so that kind of makes up for that. And also, who would have anticipated Fulte outpitching the best pitcher in the majors in the second half of the season? So – They've kind of done it without Freddie, and they've so in that case you can say they're fortunate. And if they get Freddie back hitting, who knows? I mean, if Freddie can have a big game, Friday, you know, if Fulte has a big game and Freddie gets a big knock, if anybody gets a big knock, Josh hasn't done much either. He's got a couple of big hits, but really he hasn't been Josh. So, you know, if they just need the, the big middle of the order guys to come through and uh, with a couple of big hits, I, I mean, they had that game won yesterday with just one big hit or a sack fly, they could have won. Yeah, it's over. So, They're going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I don't know. Thought, it's gonna be interesting. I, I pictured Dansby doing something. I I just feel like he's that bright lights kind of guy. Big, he's I, a big. He is a big, yeah. big game, big moment guy. He really is. Yeah, he's just he's just got that gene where he never going seems back to it. college. He college World steps Series. It up. Yep. Yeah. And. You know, Acuna, I didn't think he'd feel any pressure. The guy just doesn't play with pressure. You know, that's, yeah, he's I think not that's, normal. He's just not human. He's man. not normal. I think that's part of why he does some stuff that, you know, you don't – people don't appreciate sometimes, but he's just playing a different game than everybody else. Yep. So I expected him to kind of have a good series. I didn't expect this to happen for Freddie, man. Even even yeah. Freddie Hurt, I couldn't imagine hitting like this. I don't know what's going on with him, but, uh, you know, he's just an adjustment away. And whatever's going on with him, yeah. he's, he's one small adjustment away. He's still Freddie Freeman, so – uh, if you're the Cardinals, you're not looking at him like, oh, we don't got to worry about this guy. You're still pitching him like he's Freddie Freeman every at bat. Here, here's my prediction. I think BMAC is going to have a big hit in Game Five. I just think Nothing he's going to make him happier. He didn't want to go home. Have one. No. Means a lot to him, man. So just real quickly, looking at the other series, man, there has been some serious drama and some surprises. I mean, who would have yeah. ever thought the Nats, the Nats, would take the Dodgers to a Game Five? And now the Nats have, I mean, they got Strasburg throwing against Bueller, so they got a, they got a, they got more than a puncher's chance, even though it's at Dodger Stadium. And the way Strasburg's turned into an animal, the guy used <laughs> yeah. to be, he used to be, you know, the wrap him in bubble wrap and uh, you know try to get him through four innings without getting hurt or dehydrated, but now he looks like a monster in this series, in this uh, postseason, and down the stretch of the season. No, he looks comfy. He doesn't look he doesn't look uh, overwhelmed at all. He looks like he was born yeah. to do this. I you know, I didn't picture that with him pitching in the playoffs some of the stuff that was happening um when he come out of games in Atlanta and not wanting to pitch that one year down the stretch, you know, he kind of got yeah. uh, a reputation. People were calling yeah. him soft and stuff, but this guy ain't soft. You know, you've seen the yeah. way he's pitching 
he's dominating. So, and that's why, you know, that's why I said that I think the Nationals are just as scary as the Dodgers in the playoffs with those three guys at the top of their rotation. Yeah. You know, being able to ride those guys. Who'd you rather play if, uh, if Braves win tomorrow? Ooh, if I'm the Braves? Yeah. I think, I think, I think the Dodgers. I'd rather face the Dodgers. I, 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 <laughs> Would you have said I, that a month ago? You know, it's it's no, it's no. it's crazy how that's changed. There's so familiarity, so much familiarity with the with the uh, Nats that you're just like almost uncomfortable with it. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I feel the same way. And, and the Dodgers really haven't seen they haven't seen Fulte at his best when he wasn't no. he wasn't was he even on the team when they came in and won that series. He might have been in Triple A still. He was. Yeah. So. I don't, I'm not, I'd have to look that up, but I think he was in Triple A still. So they haven't seen him at a peak like this. And they really aren't familiar with Soroka. They've seen him maybe once or twice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I I'd probably picked the Dodgers and the Braves. Yeah, yeah. So, I've been thinking about that. I, I I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather play the Dodgers than just those two guys at the top for the Nationals, man, and, and Corbin too. But the yeah. way they pitch, man, and Strasburg being who he is they're in the playoffs changes the whole dynamic. They're riding them hard though. Who knows yeah. how much Scherzer's going to have left? Man, he's his arm's going to fall off. And the Corbin, he, tried to do the, he ain't ever running out of energy. <laughs> he tried to do the same thing. He acts like he just interchange all his starters as relievers, you know. And he tried to do the same thing with Corbin, and it backfired. But here they are. They're they're they're, they're still even up two two. And and in the other the other surprise to me, I guess it's not too much of a surprise because Tampa's got so much good pitching. But if they could find a way to get through, you know, take it to five with their guys they got lined up, the Astros to me are clearly the best team in the majors. But yeah. who knows? Yeah, you know, with Verlander and Cole, but they beat the guy they're supposed to beat. Well, they had a chance to beat Grinky. Well, Grinky's your third best starter. That's pretty impressive. But Tampa beat him three homers off him. Congrats! You got a uh, you got Verlander yeah. and Cole to beat though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's gonna exactly. be tough. Congrats on the win, yeah. but it's not looking good. But I know the Yankees would love to see them extend that to five, so that so that one of those guys would have to pitch in a game five, you know, before, before they face the Yankees. Yeah, they would. They definitely would like to see that. How about the Twins, man? Thanks for showing up. Jesus Christ, you win one hundred and fifty games or whatever in the season, and you, you just. Dude, one of the most embarrassing and, and streaks in sports is the Twins. 16 consecutive postseason game losses. Oh, they haven't won one game? They haven't won a game. <laughs> Shit. That's that nice. is ridiculous. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, at least they're going, man. Out here in Seattle, we haven't I been know. since 2001. I know, but Braves fans are, you know. You know, they feel bad about their team losing eight straight series in postseason, but good Lord, at least well, they I win think, a game or two in every series. You know, another thing I was thinking about with this team is is getting getting a series win, though. They'd have, they're have they going to have a ton of confidence oh, going into the next oh, series. Yeah. If they win this one, I think it's going to be – If they be, can win, this, just get that monkey off their backs or get yeah, over that hump, can, I should say. Yep, they can taste the World Series, you know, just, just four wins away, too. I, I, I think it's going to boost their confidence a ton. If they can get through this thing, win this thing, I think they got a decent shot, a 50-50 shot to get into the World Series if they can win this game tomorrow. Safe bet right there. (laughs) No, I'm at a 50-50 chance against the Dodgers, at least. Yeah, yeah. Or or, or the Nats, 50-50 at least. But, uh, you know, 
Maybe better. Maybe better against the Nats. I don't know. They got that, man. This team this team has that magic touch, though. You know, just the comebacks and stuff you're seeing. They've been doing that stuff all year. So All year. Oh, yeah. That's why I expected it to happen in that game yesterday. And when it, one inning after another went by in late innings, just, you know, know. that's why it was. That's why you didn't feel good. You're like, they're just giving them too many opportunities. They're, yeah, anytime you do that, you, you know you're – you just playing with fire. You know you're going to lose and, that game if, if you don't get and, it done. And they just kept getting and, chances, too. And it's not so much a statement about Julio because I thought he was just totally in. Uh, you know, I, he's just so in uncomfortable surroundings. But when he came in to start the 10th, to me, the game was over. I just didn't think there was any way he was going to pitch more than an inning or two without giving up a run. I really didn't. And a break uh, after, at that point didn't yeah, after look the like they could double. Go, Yeah. I, well, I thought when he entered the game, I just thought he would give up a run in an inning or two just because that's his M.O. as a starter, and then he settles in, like you said. And meanwhile, yeah. I thought the Braves could have played 30 more innings without scoring. You know, it's <laughs> that's a tough one to watch. I mean, it really was. It's just gut-wrenching for that to keep yeah. happening like that. But what are you going to do, man? I mean, yeah. it's, that, it, New it's day almost tomorrow. like yeah, <laughs> just turn the page. They can't, you yeah. know, you can't win them all. And it, those games happen in the regular season. It's not about choking yeah. or anything. Just, it just sucks. But, you know, well, whatever. That, well, the game five, you got to, you got to be excited about a game five. And the good thing is that, uh, we've said it so many times, but it's true. I don't think there is a, a team more resilient or probably even as resilient as the Braves have been all year. There's a reason they haven't lost more than four in a row all year. I think they were the only team that didn't. They, you know, they just they do they don't let those things kind of linger. They they turn the page, come back the next day, same attitude. Whether they won ten nothing or got beat uh, f- six to one, so no. And you said that after game one too, and then and look what they did. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just. I mean, I'm excited to watch it. That it's this team's fun to root for. I'm I'm kind of nervous for them, but uh, I, I'm excited to see what happens. I I really I, hope big time Fulty shows up tomorrow because he's just fun to watch when he's locked in. And I was hoping that the Dodgers would that they would clinch. Somebody would. I, I was hoping the Dodgers would clinch, so that wouldn't be a game five because this would have been an eight o'clock game here, and that yeah. place was. Go, it's going to be electric anyway. It's going to be eight crazy o'clock, no matter what. Starting in the dark, you know, with the with the chops, with the lighters, and all that from from the start of the game would have been yeah. pretty cool. And, and five o'clock, it's just there's going to be some empty seats when it starts, just because of the traffic here. But yeah. it'll be filled up by the second or third inning, I'm sure. But, you know, it's just a different atmosphere, I think, at 8 o'clock. But speaking of, just before we go, the Braves took so much uh, – Atlanta took so much shit uh, during the Braves' run of 14 straight division titles. During the latter years of it, there'd be day games. You know, the Braves would be stuck in that day game slot. And there would be three, 4,000 empty seats up in the corners. And national TV would show them and people would bitch about, look at the Braves, the terrible fans – well, the Cardinals are pretty much always called the best baseball town in America. Did you see how many empty seats there were yesterday for that day game? In a game, I mean, a game four with, you know, there there were in that upper, there were there were 8,000 empty seats when that game started. And it wasn't even sold out. It wasn't, a sold, mean, it was, there were 6,000 empty seats. Tickets. I don't available. know. I mean, it's a, a, like a one o'clock game on a Monday. People got jobs. Well, I, I don't. I don't ever criticize cities for that. I, I don't either. But it's just that it was Atlanta took so much heat for that, and it happens everywhere. It's hard to get away for a day game, you know, when you're not planning ahead to get off work and all that, and when school's in session, like it is during the postseason. Yeah, if you you got to pick your kids up or take them out of school yeah. or figure all that yeah. out, I don't. I don't ever say like you know, a city's fans yeah. suck because they didn't. Yeah. Completely packed the house in a day game. If yeah. it was, if it's eight o'clock at night and you got empty seats and day game during the week criticism. is tough. It's tough. Day game during it's the week really is tough, tough for everybody. Yeah. 
Anyway, all right. Well, that's it. Uh, when we talk again, we're going to have something to talk about. That's for sure. Friday. <laughs> we're either going to be Friday morning. For, for when we do this Friday, we're either going to be Braves are going to be starting uh, warming up for game one at Dodger Stadium or at <laughs> Nationals Park. <laughs> no, yeah. the, no, they would fa- no, they would host the Nationals. That's the thing. Now yeah. we don't even know where they're going to start the series. <laughs> I'm going to have to, the travel plans that I thought were going to be so easy. I just booked one hotel for LA in the middle games are, are, are in, uh, you know, with the uh, Dodgers having home field. Now it's like, got to look at all these combinations. Cause if they, fa- if the Braves were to play the Nats, the Braves have home field advantage. So, which would that be pretty cool, you know, for the Braves. But so anyway, Friday, we're going to be talking about before day one, our game one of the NLCS, or we're going to talk about what the hell went wrong for the Braves. <laughs> I think I want Soroka starting on the road. I want, I want him starting two games. So maybe yeah. I'm, I, I think I'm picking the Dodgers. As crazy as that he's sounds. He's set up. He's set up to start two on the road, too. If, yeah, uh, I like Braves it. Braves play the Dodgers. So. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you on Friday. This okay. is 755 is real, and uh, we're in the heat of the playoffs, man. We'll talk to you later. 75 is out. Mm-hmm.